Hello everyone, this is the Controller Disconnected Podcast. I am your host, Matthias Carnero. A couple of weeks ago, a new player entered the Battle Royale arena. Joining other games such as PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, Fortnite, and Apex Legends, Call of Duty Warzone came along to put its own spin on a still ever popular genre. I've been playing Warzone every so often for some time now, and I think it's a very good addition to the library. So join me as I discuss its features and how it does the Battle Royale game right. This isn't Call of Duty's first rodeo with Battle Royale. Black Ops 4 included a mode called Blackout in lieu of a single-player campaign, but at full price instead of being free-to-play like most of the popular games. It was well-received as a good revision of the game mode, being more like PUBG with the addition of vehicles and having some of its own spins also. There were zombies who dropped better loot in some buildings, and perks like those from the multiplayer modes. I never played it because of the price barrier and my general lack of interest in COD, so I had to fill my fix with good old Fortnite. Then I would remember that I suck at building things and I really can't stand that mechanic because I just want to shoot things and I would give up all over again. It wouldn't be until Apex Legends came out that I would have some proper fun playing a battle royale game. It's fast, it's snappy, the characters are fun and varied with actual personalities, and it overall feels great to play. I still play nowadays even, the game has only gotten better since then. I figured that battle royale has finally reached its apex, but Call of Duty wasn't done and tried to get back into the ring with another game. In many ways Warzone is the same as Blackout. There are vehicles and perks, and it still has a very Call of Duty feel to it. The weight of the movement, the feel of the guns, the atmosphere of the map, it all reminds you that you're playing more a Call of Duty than anything. It makes sense as it's a spin-off from the latest game in the series, Modern Warfare from 2019, so it plays very similarly to that. But the main thing that separates it from Modern Warfare is that it's free for everybody, no copy of the original game needed. Your wallet can rest easy and you can jump in right now with no effect in your credit card statement. And being that they are both essentially the same game, all progress made on either Warzone or Modern Warfare multiplayer carries over to the other mode. Indeed, I've unlocked a bunch of killstreaks that I could assign to be used on normal multiplayer, but they're not available in Warzone. If I were a more cynical man, I'd say that's a trick to entice players to buy the full game, but it's really just because it goes against the intent of the game mode. You can pick up killstreaks as loot anyway, so you still get to use them if you're lucky enough. Well, I've stalled long enough, so let's talk about the Battle Royale proper now. When first starting the game, you are immediately thrown into a tutorial teaching you the mechanics of Warzone. Moving around, shooting things, tagging stuff, picking up loot, all the basics are covered. It was good to refresh my mind and set me into the pace of the game. It's quite slower and more methodical than Apex Legends or Fortnite. The Battle Royale standards are all there as well. There's a safe zone that gets progressively smaller as time goes on, with toxic gas encircling the players. The last squad or player to survive wins the match and gets an extraction from the war zone. When you start a Warzone match, you're dropped into a skirmish with the other players who you'll be playing with. It's a chance to mess around and get some practice down before the game begins properly. The maximum player count is 150, separated into 50 squads of 3 players. Quick side note, I remember there was a game called MAG, which stood for Massive Action Game, that sold itself on the fact that it had, that it had matches with 128 people played at once on a large map. That was in 2010, 10 years ago. I was amazed at the fact that a game could support that many players at the same time back then, 
And I am still impressed at how this became somewhat standard nowadays. Of course, back then they had to make a lot of graphical, uh, a lot of graphical sacrifices, and the game didn't look very good. But this looks amazing, by the way. Once the game starts properly, your squad enters a cargo plane and jumps down to the battle. You jump separately from each other, though, so make sure the whole team knows where to go, or else you'll end up on a different corner from each other. The map itself is gigantic, as expected from a battle royale game. But I like that it uses locations that reference previous games on the Modern Warfare subseries, much like Blackout did with Black Ops and World at War. The TV station building is the one from Call of Duty 4, and the prison is the Gulag from Modern Warfare 2, for example. Good to have some familiar landmarks when thrown into a new world. Your initial loadout consists of a pistol, and that's it. You have to pick up everything else you may want or need on the ground. The arsenal at your disposal varies from other pistols, assault rifles, submachine guns, large machine guns, shotguns, sniper rifles, and rocket launchers. There's also lethal and tactical equipment that goes from all kinds of grenades to mines and C4 explosives. Play to your strengths and get the guns you like the most, and go out and shoot something. There are other special versions of guns that sometimes appear among the standard weapons, which have attachments and different paint jobs to set themselves apart. If you're lucky or rich enough, you can come across a loadout drop and actually use one of your own custom loadouts that you've set up for multiplayer. It comes with everything, the guns you picked, the equipments, the perks, all of it. Instead of shields, in Warzone you use armor plates as protection against gunshots. The game's all waned of grounding itself in reality, I suppose. The downside of the place is that you have to replenish them yourself instead of just equipping them automatically. You must stop and hold down the button to place them on your chest. It's annoying to do at first, but it starts to feel tense when you have to do it during a firefight, with bullets raining over your head or just on the other corner. You're defenseless when replenishing armor, so if somebody catches you with your pants down, it's safe to say that you're screwed. You can come across plates on the ground while looting, or you can go to the shop to buy a pack of them for a price. Speaking of buying things, you do also get money from looting, killing other players, and completing contracts with objectives such as securing a certain area, opening loot boxes, or killing certain players. That money can be used in the shop to buy a UAV and spot enemies on your minimap, a munitions box to replenish your ammo, a precision airstrike, and even respawn dead teammates, in addition to the custom loadouts and armor plates as I mentioned before. The money plays a bigger part in another game mode that's also part of Warzone, but I'll talk more about it later. The main thing that differs Warzone from its peers is that players have a chance at getting back into the game after dying. When you were killed, you're sent to the Gulag with other dead players. The concept is that you enter a duel with one of them, and the winner gets to return to the battle. The loser still has a chance to get back if their teammates spend the money necessary to redeploy them. The battle in the Gulag is hectic, as the dueling arena is very tight, with the battle being exclusively close quarters. It doesn't help that the players who are waiting for their turn usually throw rocks at you from above. They don't deal damage except for the very rare off chance that it might kill you. But it's very rare. One thing that I like to do that I adopted from reading about it somewhere, I think on Reddit, is spray painting other enemies with really bright colors so I can see them more easily during the duels. Your opponent is picked at random, so I just try to paint everybody I can before it's my turn and hope that they show up on the other side. Let's take a quick break and promote a cool podcast. This time it's the Petri Dish Show, a podcast about science and biology with two very fun hosts and great banter. Do you want a science podcast? No. What about a comedy science podcast? Oh, yeah. Then join us at Petri Dish. 
I'm Sean, a PhD and cancer researcher. And I'm Nathan, his trusty sidekick and common man slash biological brother. Together we dive into the latest, hottest topics with irreverent gusto. Cannabinoids, climate change, human sexuality. Listen weekly, everywhere podcasts are available, to Petri Dish. I think I'll be doing this from now on instead of placing dynamic ads, which don't really pay anything anyway. I'll be promoting other podcasts during the mid-roll break. If you'd like to be featured, please send me your promos. You can find me on Twitter or send them straight to my email on condisconnected at gmail.com. The other game mode that's a part of Warzone is called Plunder, and it's all about getting rich. The goal is to earn $1 million before all the other squads. There's no gas cloud getting in your way, it's just guns and money. You don't have to pick up guns off the ground, as you can use your custom loadouts right from the start. But if you find something interesting, you're always able to switch. The money can be earned the same way as in the Battle Royale game, but since it has a bigger focus in this mode, it's a lot more plentiful than usual. The bigger stacks come from opening loot boxes around the map, so it's always good to look for those. There are also random cash drops around the map from time to time, but they're very isolated and usually not really worth it as they usually give you some like uh, $1,000 at a time. Um, I didn't really find it worth it the one time I opened it and the one time I was able to open it. <laughs> Killing other players also earns you a lot of cash, as they drop a portion of the money they were carrying as they are killed. You are able to respawn shortly after dying in this mode, so the game only really ends once the richest team becomes a millionaire. You do drop some of your cash after you die, as I mentioned, but there are ways to keep that from happening and maintain your team's bank account soaring ever higher. There are certain spots on the map where you can call in a helicopter where you're depositing your money that you and your team are currently carrying. It hovers around for some 30 seconds or so, which leaves plenty of time for all of you to drop the cash that you have. However, these areas are a hotspot for firefights and player activities, so it can be very risky to call the chopper if you're surrounded by enemies. You could also flip the situation in your favor by hanging around and picking off anyone who might want to deposit their own money and take their cash for yourself. I've been of both sides of the coin, so I can speak from experience. In addition to the helicopter, there's a safer but more expensive alternative to secure a cash that you can purchase from the shop. It's a cash balloon where you can deposit up to $150,000 at a time that you can use anywhere on the map. The cash capacity is much smaller than the helicopter, but the upside is you can drop it away from hot zones and make sure that nobody takes your money away from you and your fellow teammates. Once the richest team joins the Millionaire's Club, the game doesn't end immediately. The winner is already decided, but the game throws a bone for the other teams to catch up a little bit by multiplying the amount of cash you can pick up. I'm not sure what good it actually does, but it helps the game to not end more abruptly and injects some more adrenaline in the gameplay. And I suppose this does it for Call of Duty Warzone. It's a fun addition to the Battle Royale roster, and it's free, which means you can try it out at no compromise. If any of you are playing on PlayStation 4, let me know if you'd like to team up. Randoms are fine for most of the time, but it's always best to play with a proper party. Before heading to the outro, there are a few things that I'd like to announce. The first one is a change to the release schedule of the podcast. Until today, I've been consistently producing episodes every week and releasing them every Tuesday. I'm not sure for how long I can keep it up before tearing my hairs out, so I'll be switching to a bi-weekly schedule from now on, which means the episodes will now be coming every other Tuesday or every two weeks. The last time I tried releasing content every week, I got myself burnt out very hard and I don't think I quite recovered from that. So I want to err on the side of caution and avoid a similar situation. I'm the only person doing everything on this show. I write, I host, I edit, and I produce everything alone. Even though this might eventually sound stupid in hindsight, 
I'd like to keep it as a solo effort for as long as I can until I feel ready to bring more people aboard. This show is still very new, and I am also very new to the podcasting space, so I want to learn more things before dragging other people down to the same gutter as me. The other announcement is that I am opening a Patreon for the show. This may not sound like the best time to do so, but with everybody lacking money and all, but I am also lacking income opportunities outside of selling advertisements on the show. And even then, I'm a full-time student, so I just don't earn any money at all, really. Any amount you can pledge is fine. My goal is to be at least able to pay for the hosting of the show. The tiers are only for thanking people personally on the show notes and on the outro, but I'll be posting some more exclusive stuff regardless of how much you pledge. I also welcome any ideas as to what I can provide as exclusive content. Please visit patreon.com slash condisconnected and consider donating some money. Thank you in advance. And that does it for this episode of Controller Disconnected. Thank you very much for listening. And please leave us a kind review on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. You can find an easy link to both in the show notes, or you can go straight to ratethispodcast.com slash condisconnected. You can subscribe for free wherever you may be listening, and we are available on all podcast platforms. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at the handle at condisconnected. If you really like listening to the podcast, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash condisconnected. And last but not least, please share this episode with someone you know. Word of mouth really goes a long way to helping us grow. Once again, thank you for listening. I am Matthias Carnero, and stay home!